Here's a message from Ken Lavica. In the NFL, it's rare that if you don't have a quarterback, you actually win. It's a hot commodity, but there are so many veteran quarterbacks, we don't know what the hell they actually are. Joe Rigotti hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I like brilliant writing. I like good sports writing. And we have some today, thanks to Seth Wickersham at ESPN. And it has led to me wondering how many NFL veteran quarterbacks exist where we actually don't know what in God's name they are. We're going to dive into a Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel. It's a Wednesday here on ESPN 106.3. We're in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off the Intracoastal, the windy and actually weirdly satisfying Intracoastal. You have us on ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app, and on your smart speaker. Coquel is here in studio. Joe Rigotti, Captain Competence, rolling by on a Wednesday, making sure things run much better than they usually do. It's nice to have Joe here. He's turning into a star in our high school coverage. So it's hard to know if we're going to keep him here. Will he stay with us, or is he going to go on to bigger and bigger, better things? Yep, yep. Uh, so it's always good to have Rigotti here because, damn it, he's just good at what he does. And I don't have to push any buttons, which is always good for me. Less work for me well, is always better for me. It, the, the less buttons for you to have to worry about pushing, for you just getting thoughts together and speaking, that's hard enough. Then you add in the, the buttons, oh, and that's a recipe whoa. for disaster. I signed up for speaking. The thoughts part, <laughs> that's on you. You're adding extra stuff, not on my job description. Thoughts are an extra level of effort. Uh, Southwest. Wickersham, you may know him from the revealing Patriots story that he wrote for ESPN.com about the relationship between Brady and Belichick and some of the rifts in the front office when things were still at their apex with the Patriots. He received a lot of blowback for that, but it turns out in retrospect, pretty much everything that Seth Wickersham wrote was right. He was absolutely correct. He is one of the best journalists that ESPN has. He wrote an outstanding Standing detailed feature on new L.A. Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford, and that dropped today. And here is the premise of the story, as Seth Wickersham puts it. What's it like to do something professionally for 12 years, but yet not know just how good you are at it? That's perfect. And that is an exemplary synopsis of Matthew Stafford himself. We know that he's Pro Bowl caliber. We know that he has a strong arm. But what actually is he? Because in Detroit, there's no doubt that while they had a couple of playoff seasons, he was largely surrounded by incompetence at every level. And not just typical incompetence, but like deep-seated, ingrained, generational incompetence. So much so that we never actually got to see what his highest point is. We never saw him in a playoff battle deep in the postseason where he could actually run a two-minute drill 
try and win a game. We never saw him on the precipice of a Super Bowl. We rarely saw him in big games in December. So now he goes to L.A. with a team that's just a couple of years removed from a Super Bowl with a front office that truly believed that they were a Matthew Stafford away from going back to the Super Bowl and gave up their own franchise quarterback to go get Matthew Stafford at the behest of their offensive mastermind head coach in Sean McVay. And so now, Matthew Stafford, this is going to be, in theory, the place where we can actually find out what he is. But I started to think, wait, there's probably a lot of quarterbacks that have been in the league. We've seen a large sample size, and we actually don't know what they are. And one of the names that came to my mind is a guy that has been thrust into the quarterback discussion over the last couple of days for reasons that I find to be absolutely baffling. We go back to late last week on Get Up on ESPN, where Jeremy Fowler, football analyst, went on Get Up along with Ryan Clark and started saying that sources have been telling him that there's so much pressure on the still major contractless Lamar Jackson because there's concern that he's going to be figured out. Let's listen to this exchange. Jeremy Fowler on Get Up with Ryan Clark's aghast reaction from last week. And here's a sleeper for you. Lamar Jackson, there are a lot of people around the league that I speak to that are talking a little slick. They say this might be the year that everybody figures out Lamar Jackson. Like, there's sort of that feeling right now. He can definitely prove that wrong, but I think there's a little bit of pressure on him right now. He doesn't have a deal either. RC looks skeptical. Figure out what? Figure out why he went four three in UK? We see what he's doing. We just can't catch it. That's perfect. I mean, that's the perfect response from Ryan Clark. And then yesterday, it's gotten to a point where Lamar Jackson is facing questions about whether or not he's been figured out. Baltimore media asked Lamar Jackson, the former MVP, the man who won a damn playoff game last year on the road against the team that beat him at home in the divisional round two years ago, asked him about this theory and uh, wondering if teams have actually figured out Lamar Jackson. Here's Lamar's response. I mean, we're going to keep playing football. We're going to see. But I doubt it, dude. I doubt it. I strongly doubt it. We're going to play ball. So it's clear that there are factions around the NFL that think that we actually don't know what Lamar Jackson is, that he's still confounding, that there are still many questions to be answered. Me? I think Lamar Jackson, we know what he is, and that's the consummate playmaker. You don't just figure out that level of athleticism. You're constantly on the defensive. You're constantly reacting to that, and that's what Lamar Jackson is. He is uh, a strong arm. He has improved accuracy, but he is someone that is going to continually throughout his career beat your ass with his legs, put you off balance, and then beat you over the top. That's what Lamar Jackson, the quarterback, is. I don't think there's any questions there, Coquel. Why, when a black man is great at something, is it always a hustle? Is it always a scam? Is it always something that has to be figured out, that they can't just be great? No, we just haven't figured out, what is he doing? What's his angle? Why is he great at that? Why is he getting away with it? That's what this feels like again. And every time there's a great black quarterback, we go to, oh, the game's going to catch up to him. We don't say that about Tom Brady when he was having his greatness. It wasn't, oh, the game's going to catch up to him. We don't say that about Aaron Rodgers as he exceeded in the NFL. When the game's going to catch up to him. But with a guy like Lamar, it's always, 
oh, they're going to catch up to him. It's a scam. It's a hoodwink. There's always got to be something when it's a great black man. And it goes in all fields, not just the NFL. Well, I think it's human nature, especially with football fans. Uh, it is an unwillingness to accept that someone outside of the mold of what we traditionally think can be a successful quarterback can actually succeed and can actually change the game. Is it what we think? Or is it what people want it to be? Because that's the last hope. That's the last position that hasn't been taken from, from the, in their minds, the white man, the white quarterback. That's what they're better at because they'll always go back to, oh, the white quarterback's probably smarter. Oh, the testing, the scoring, and the, what's it called? Wonderlick. Wonderlick test. Because it's something to hold on to because black guys are playing in more positions than white guys right now. The, how, what's the NFL? 75% black? Mm-hmm. And it seems like Maybe they're just trying to hold on where when a black man goes into a quote-unquote, air quotes don't work on the radio apparently, quote-unquote white position, there has to be a reason for it. It can't just be, no, he's a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. How do we see that? Everyone's talking about Josh Allen has gotten better and improved. No one talks about Lamar's improvement every single year. When Josh Allen does it, oh, look, he's figured out the game. He's yeah. doing better. His completion percentage, no one can ever get better like that. Lamar's doing the same thing. He's molded his game every single year. And if you look at it, he's had a traditional trajectory of success. Uh, what the typical quarterback would get where you feel it out, you have a great season, you fall short in the playoffs, you avenge that playoff loss, you move it. Like that's, that's how the typical trajectory goes. But Lamar Jackson, like Jeremy Fowler can talk to all the sources that he wants. I think we know what Lamar Jackson is. And Lamar Jackson is someone who cannot be properly consistently defended. He, he was can't. the damn MVP. He was the MVP. So Lamar Jackson, I think, is out of this conversation because I think we know what Lamar Jackson is. You know who I think is in this conversation is someone that has been part of my football psyche for a, a long time now, and that's Ryan Tannehill. Mm-hmm. He got eight years with the Dolphins to show what he was, and part of the reason he's not still a Dolphin and didn't become the franchise quarterback is because we never actually knew what Ryan Tannehill was. It was two weeks of 300-yard passing games and then two weeks of 115-yard passing games. And then it was one 350-yard game and then it was a 130-yard game with three interceptions. We never knew what Ryan Tannehill was. He goes to Tennessee. He has found a home, but let's not forget, they didn't sign him to be their guy. He took the job because Marcus Mariota was bad and then he's turned into like a game manager that sometimes can hit the deep ball. He's good in the red zone, but you don't know if he'll ever be able to actually bring them to a place where they compete for a championship. He's mystifying. Still is, always will be. I think when people look up the top quarterbacks over the last five years and see that Ryan Tannehill is a top five quarterback statistically, he doesn't feel like he should be a top no. five quarterback statistically. No. And even when he was playing so bad, you were like, with the Dolphins, you're like, I don't know if he's good. I mean, I called him 8-8 eight eight Tannehill for the longest time. One of the reasons I was upset that the NFL went to 17 games, I can't call him 8-8 eight eight Tannehill anymore. I don't know if it is. Yeah, what is the new nickname? I don't know if he's 9-8 or 8-9. Right. i got to figure that out. That is the tough part. That, that, that crutch, that 8-8, eight eight, like, how do we adjust from that? Because 9-8 sounds better than 8-9, but they could conceivably be in the same neighborhood and be close to the same thing. And I don't want to knock the guy because I don't think he's an under 500 quarterback. No. I also don't want to call him an over 500. I want to call him a 500 quarterback. But he has a range from below mediocre to above mediocre, and there's a lot of in-between between below mediocre and above mediocre and a lot of different things you can do if you're that guy which is why he's in that position but what is he so Matthew Stafford we actually don't know how good he is because he's been in Detroit Lamar Jackson so many people want to try and fit him into some peg in some hole 
But he's a lot of things, and those things are undefendable. I know what Lamar Jackson is. Ryan Tannehill, what the hell is he? So I ask you, which veteran quarterbacks do we still not actually know what they are? What veteran quarterbacks do we still not know what the hell they actually are? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. I think Stafford's a great one because, again, Detroit. Detroit just sucks the football soul out of you. Detroit is, I mean, Megatron, Megatron was kept from doing really anything overly notable from a winning standpoint in his career, a transcendent talent because he was wearing the powder blue and silver, which is a death sentence. Barry Sanders, greatest running back of all time, retired early. I mean, the Lions have had some of the greatest talent at, at several different positions that the NFL could have ever offered and their footnotes in history because that organization is a literal hellhole. It's, it's a complete waste. Barry Sanders was a waste of a career. Megatron was a waste of a career. Matthew Stafford wasted his career and stayed undeniably loyal to the Lions when he didn't have to until he finally said, guys, Enough. I need out. <laughs> I, I've done all I can do for you. If you can't help push me across the finish line, what do you want me to do? And that's how the trade to the Rams started. But what veteran, I'm not talking about young guys, I'm talking about veterans. What I think veteran, so many young guys can fall in that conversation. So, a little but bit. It, well, this is where, so, so what veteran quarterbacks do we still not actually know what they are? 888 760 3776. 888 3776. We talked about the guy when Pierre Garcon was in here two days ago. Baker Mayfield. Mm. What is Baker Mayfield? We know that he likes to talk. We know that he's confident. We know that when things are going poorly, Cleveland likes to use him as a punching bag. We know that he finally broke through and won a road playoff game last year, did so against the dreaded rival, the Steelers. But what is he? Because... He's not going to go for 400 yards and three touchdowns like a Patrick Mahomes. He's going to resemble a lot of the Ryan Tannehill grit out, like 150, 160, 175 passing yards, uh, throw a touchdown. But he's prone, has been prone until last year to the bad interception that will crush you in, in different instances. What is Baker Mayfield? And again, that's why when, when Mike Greenberg is on Get Up, and on his radio show right before ours here on ESPN 106.3, and is calling out Baker Mayfield detractors, what has Mike Greenberg seen in Baker Mayfield that suggests one of the biggest names in sports media of all time, what, what has he seen that has him go on national radio and say, hey, for those of you doubting Baker Mayfield, watch it. What, what has Baker done other than when things are kind of okay, he gets brash and acts like cocky Baker? So much like Tannehill, just Tannehill doesn't have that same attitude. He doesn't least, have the at panache. Least, at least publicly, because yeah. basically Baker struggled when it was the offense was about Baker. Last year they went run heavy after, Od- mm-hmm. after Odell got hurt and went to the play-action game, and Baker was better. Yeah. Just like Tannehill got there with Derrick Henry and in Tennessee and said, okay, now I'm better off the play action rather than being the man. See, and that's the thing. Like, Ryan Tannehill found a home because he has a freak of nature lining up behind him that is is literally decapitating tacklers. No, I mean, not literally. That would be I messy. Know, King Henry. That would be Kings very, have done that throughout history. <laughs> that, that would be very, very, that would go very viral if someone was decapitated. Would you be shocked? If he lowered his shoulder I mean, and no. the head just flew 
So I, um, Justin when, Fields' head fell off this weekend, so it's fine. You know that you got smacked hard when your headband goes flying. That's another level of getting blown up. Justin Fields of the week before, oh, yeah, that was slow out there for me. Uh-oh. How <laughs> <laughs> you feel now, buddy? Uh-oh. Uh, so Derrick Henry, when, when the Super Bowl was down here the, uh, right before the world ended, uh, he was doing media rounds and doing that whole thing at the Miami Beach Convention Center, and he walked into the bathroom, and I'm like, who the bleep is that? I'm, no way. That's Derrick Henry. You would never know he's a running back because he is the biggest, most imposing human being that you... Like, for me, I spent... Four years consecutively around Devin Motor Singletary, who is a pretty fun back to watch there in Buffalo. Motor Singletary and Derrick Henry couldn't be any more different physically. They don't seem like the same type of How do they play the same position? (laughs) Right. That's not even the same species of human being, and they play the same position in the NFL. How is that even possible? Did you happen to be next to him at the urinal? Uh, No, no. But if you want to hear that story... Josh Cohen and the home team today, 3 o'clock right here (laughs) on ESPN 106.3. Which veteran quarterbacks do we still not actually know what they are? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. On Twitter at ESPN West Palm, the one that sticks out most to me still is Ryan Tannehill. Let's go to Boynton. Let's bring in Eddie. Eddie, you're on Ken LeVick Alive. What's up, Eddie? Hello? Eddie? Eddie. Uh Uh-oh. So there is our first look, Coquel, and we suspected that there might be some problems here uh, with, uh, with our phones because we had some instances. Let's try this again. We've been having some fun technical issues here over the last couple of days. Let's give this one more try here. Nope. All right. All righty then. Okay. But I'm still, I still want to try. Let's still give it a go. Eddie, you can try back. We're going to figure this out. We have had some bad technical problems around here, and we're trying to fix. We're trying to get it sorted out. Give us okay. a call. Let us know if our phone. It's right. time to play Fix Our Station. <laughs> oh. do, 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 do. So let's give the number again, because, I, again, I really want it. You're doing us a service if I can actually communicate with you. At its very core, I don't even care if you don't have a quarterback. I just want to make sure that <laughs> we can communicate. Uh, the phones before the, before are the very, Coens come on, because they, yeah. they, they, get, they get angry, and we're going to get in trouble. Before the, the kings of Cohen come on, yeah, I just want to make sure that we can handle our problems here. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You know what's funny about ESPN West Palm is that the telephone has been something that's largely been figured out to a massive extent. The telephone has really not been... Uh, a piece of technology that has changed much over the last uh, three, four decades. It's a fairly common piece of technology, yet we have, have set the telephone back about 50 years. It's been happening for years and years, right? But somehow yeah. the new operations, operations manager seems to get blamed for it. Yeah. I don't understand. Who would that guy be? Uh, Eddie, please tell me you can hear me. Yeah, I'm on my rotary phone. Oh. How you guys doing? Oh, good. Eddie. Hey, Eddie, appreciate that. I'm glad you have that rotary phone in your automobile. Excellent. <laughs> uh, uh, so, Eddie, what? Uh, for, thank you, thank you for confirming that we're actually not the worst. So, I appreciate that. And two, who's your quarterback? About uh, which veteran quarterback do you just not know what the hell he is? Well, he's my guy from my New York Giants, uh, Daniel Jones. You know, he came Perfect. into the league. You know, just just running up a storm, throwing yep. the ball everywhere. Every, you know, it was a great – everybody was all up in arms because he was picked in the first round, you know, as high as he was. And he looked great initially. And then uh, Saquon got hurt, 
And what was most apparent was shown. Uh, we got no offensive line. The guy's running for his life every play. He's dropping the ball a lot. Yeah, granted, but you know you would you would too if it, you know at at every position at every down you're getting you know literally your head taken off. Yeah. So we don't know what we have in them. We got one more year really to figure out because the next year is the the fifth year team option. So hopefully you know with a full you know Saquon Barkley healthy you know with Gall- Galloway uh, Galladay. Um, in you know, in the backfield, I mean, in the slot, you know, we'll be able to see exactly what he is. But I have no idea what the guy is. Yeah, that's what's frustrating as a fan is there are so there's such a confluence of events sometimes that work against the quarterback. Let me ask you though, as a Giants fan, do you think it is Daniel Jones being inconsistent, or do you think that the organization uh, has a lot to do with why we don't know what Daniel Jones is? How do you look at that as a Giants fan? Well, I think it's a combination of both. I think Saquon going down really puts a lot of pressure on him, and the offensive line is just literally that. It's offensive. I mean, it's just <laughs> terrible. <laughs> it's Absolutely terrible. It's literally offensive. Appreciate the call, Eddie, and again, thank you for uh, for helping us fix our technical issues. But speaking of New York quarterbacks, and Daniel Jones is a great one, because we what what in God's name is he? He's a guy. He's a guy who runs that offense, but he's not awful, but he's not good it's, what is he it's make or break for him and evan engram on that team yeah. the tight end because he kind of fell off the face of the earth yeah. also was supposed to be you know the tight end such a mikey g on the dolphins the tight end is supposed mm-hmm. to be such a big part of the offense for young quarterbacks and he's been non-existent well that's what's interesting about this too is that it, it, there are like like i asked eddie do you, does he think it's the guy or the organization is there a variety of reasons for why this happens like for matthew stafford Despite the Lions being the Lions, he showed out a couple of seasons. So that makes you excited for what he could be and what we think is a more stable organization. But sometimes the organization is so crushing that you get screwed over. Like That's why Sam Darnold, you know this as a Jets fan, no one has a damn clue what he is. And it's easy to make fun of him, and it's easy to make fun of his mono, and it's easy to make fun of the fact that uh, he basically was benched and we never saw him again, and he fell victim to Adam Gase. Like it's, it, it's funny. Like Sam Darnold, he's washed. But he could go to Carolina and roll because we don't know what Sam Darnold is because I think the Jets crushed his will to live. I'm going to do it. I know you hate it. I watched preseason a quarter of Sam Darnold. Oh, he's back. Darnold is back. Him and Robbie—he got Robbie Anderson twenty million guaranteed yesterday because of that preseason game. Wait, tell me how many, uh, how, how much of Sam Darnold in the preseason? Did Nine you- snaps. <laughs> and they were great. Nine glorious snaps oh, of Darnold to Anderson, and he threw two passes to Anderson, not nine. David is in Orlando. David, you're on Ken Levick alive. What's up, David? Yeah. Um, what about Cam Newton? So this is tough because Cam's on the back end of his career. Like it's pretty clear he's on the back end, right? Like we're we're we are not in a spot where he's in his prime. Uh, where and he's also he had an MVP season. He had a Super Bowl season. It's tough for me to say with a veteran quarterback like that who's on the back end. What is he? Because I think now we kind of know what Cam is. And that's an inconsistent guy who is in a spot where he's showing good leadership and he's just a placeholder, right? Uh, what about the uh, additions we did in the offseason? Last season we didn't have a lot of um, receivers. Uh, this sure. season we uh, 
I think we uh, with them, they might be able to compliment him a little bit more. They could. They could. I kind of agree on the Cam Newton. Not so much in what is he as his legacy, but what is he right, right now. now. Got it. Because last year the team had nothing, mm-hmm. and he didn't have an offseason in the offense, and he got COVID and was out for a couple weeks. Plus the lingering effects of COVID were still there. This Which year he, he has a full offseason. Yeah. He has weapons. So I think this is kind of we'll see well, what he still is. So uh, let me uh, – are you pro Cam or are you pro Mac? Uh, I still, I still want to see uh, Cam Newton in there. I think that he could lead us to 11, 12 wins this season. I would tend to agree, and thank you, David. I would tend to agree. I'm, I'm a pro Cam guy, but the league's more fun when Cam's good. I agree. I agree. And I, there are a lot of people that actively root against Cam mm. for reasons that span outside of the game of football. And all of you know what I'm talking about, or should know what I'm talking about. But this is a guy that still has the physical attributes, the consistency, the accuracy is always going to be a bit of an issue with him, but he's so damn smart, and he's so damn tough, and he's such a good leader. He's done a great job of embracing his role with Mac Jones. That's what I love. Cam is the ultimate tell-on-yourself guy, because when people talk bad about Cam and they say he's a crybaby and he's a poor teammate, and he, but he's, he's not, not. And, he, and he's dumb, and he's this and that, you're like, you've clearly never listened to Cam. No. You're just uh, telling on yourself a little bit, because he's so... In- Listen... Listen to a sit-down interview with Cam that isn't after the Super Bowl while he's listening to someone mm-hmm. celebrate behind a little sheet that was separating two of them because I'd be upset in that situation too. Listen to any interview and you will fall in love with Cam Newton. Cam still has some football left in him. Can his body hold up? Not sure. Is he going to be able to uh, survive the onslaught of pro-Mac Jones sentiment that may tip hands? Now, Belichick I don't think is going to allow a public pressure, outside pressure, to make a decision. But there is going to be, by the time you get to midseason, if the Patriots are a 500 team, there's going to be a lot of heat to get Mac Jones in there. Well, that's the whole thing. It's going to be winning or losing because Cam gives you extra dimensions and it has that experience. So if they're winning, they're not, they're not going to pull the Dolphins and pull them while they're winning. Yeah. Like the Dolphins did with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. But the Dolphins knew what Ryan Fitzpatrick's mm-hmm. ceiling is. Mm-hmm. Cam's ceiling is really high where if they're winning – Cam's not coming out, but if again, if you're 500, why not pull the plug? Yeah. Uh, so, which veteran quarterbacks do we still not actually know what they are? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. My A1 is uh, Ryan Tannehill. Coquel, who would you say your top option is? Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. I, Jimmy G. Because I, my brain wants to tell me Jimmy G is terrible, and then I look at how his team performs when he's starting and healthy, and the team's healthy, and he wins all the time. His winning percentage is out of control yeah. when the team's healthy. So I feel like, is he good? Is he not good? He reminds me so much of Alex Smith, where I could never figure out what Alex Smith was. Came one errant deep ball away from winning a Super Bowl. Like, that's how close Jimmy G was. And But Alex Smith also was so good also. I just don't know what they are, though. Yeah. Is it them? Is it the team? Are they game managers? Are they elite? What is Jimmy G? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And a tweet at us on the old tweet machine at ESPN West Palm. Ken Levick Alive is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. We know what they are, and that is an elite MBA Sport Management Program. It is internationally renowned, not just stateside, but internationally renowned. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program takes on students from around the world, takes on students who are coming right out of college, takes on students who have already embarked on careers, have families, and helps them transition into a career in the sports industry. You don't have to wonder what could have been 
if you don't get into sports right out of school, if you decide not to apply that path early in your life, you can get into it. It happens all the time, and it happens with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. This is for all of you, not just for you, quote-unquote, young people. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program has professors that are in the sports industry. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program has adjusted to all the twists and turns and how modern the sports industry has become, and it's so many different facets because the sports industry is massive. We're talking students who have gotten jobs in the pros with the Dolphins, with the Bucks. Buccaneers, big-time college athletics, whether it be uh, in Alabama, whether it be at a University of Texas, all throughout college athletics, locally, George Lindley, we talk about him all the time. He's the director of the Palm Beach County Sports Commission, our good friend. He has his MBA in sport management at Florida Atlantic. Listen, guys, I wouldn't talk about it as much as I do if I haven't met these people, if I don't know about the success stories. Dr. Jim Reardon, he's in charge. He is going to help put you on the right path. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Here's the website, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Here's fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Check it out. Find out if it's for you. Spring semester courses, you can sign up for them now. That's fau.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. What? We got breaking NFL news, Kenny! Coquel just breaking in at inopportune times to talk about things that are probably going to be mindless. Go. Urban Meyer has announced that Trevor Lawrence will be the starter for the Ooh. Jaguars. That's actually significant news. That I, wasn't just garbage. I Thank got bigger you. news. OnlyFans has suspended its plans to ban explicit content. So OnlyFans... They saw that people were upset because the uh, the naked people were going away, and they said, uh-oh, this is bad for business. Naked people, you're welcome again. Shocking. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> Not at all. Boobies win. <laughs> Boobies win, and uh, naked people always win. Trevor Lawrence is the starter for the Jacksonville Jaguars, who will be selecting first overall in the 2022 NFL Draft <laughs> as well. He's Coquel, Captain Confidence Joe Rigotti is here. I'm Ken Levick, and when we return, people are just so damn rude. We're live on ESPN 106.3.